when Kyle lived with me, um, I remember when we first started living together um, and I had started working out in the city, we had this little like table in the front, like entrance area. And I remember one day I got back from the craft store. I got like, um, like super glue <laughs> and I also got hot glue as well. I was like, I don't know which one's going to work better. Um, and I had my shoes that I wore to work and I was gluing them back together because they were starting to separate in the front, you know, and I was gluing them back together. And Kyle was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm fixing my shoes. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm fixing my shoes. And I had like my little magic erasers and everything um, like the Mr. Clean ones. And he was like, which worked really, really well. Um, he was like, why don't you just get new shoes? And I was like, because these ones are perfectly fine. And he was like, if you have to glue your shoes back together, you need new shoes. And I felt so embarrassed. He wasn't trying to make me feel embarrassed, but I felt so embarrassed that like, there's a lot of things that I used to do because I didn't have money to do it. Um, there's a lot of things that I used to do that people probably would think was kind of weird. Um, and I just had habits from, you know, when I didn't have money that I carried over to when I did have money. And there were things that I felt like I was, I started to can, not conform, but what's the word? Like adapt. I don't know. There was just a lot of things that I didn't know. And I'm sitting here looking at my kid and he's sleeping. And I'm looking at his little feet and I'm looking over at the side in the closet where he keeps his little shoes. And I'm thinking about the job, the district manager job, which I'm terrified to take. And I'm thinking, I don't ever want to see him glue in his shoes. I know that's a, that's a silly thought, I guess, maybe, but it represents so much to me. Like, the thought of him having a struggle, the thought of him wondering where the next, you know, meal or clothing or whatever is going to come from really freaks the fuck out of me. And to the point where I like start to pace and he's so sensitive. Like if I get concerned about something or if I get like hot about something, like he'll wake up. And so I'm trying to calm down, but it's on my mind just the same. He's so alert and he's so just wide-eyed. It makes me, everything, everything, everything freaks me out. I'm worried about stuff that I shouldn't be worried about. I'm even, like, low-key worried. Less, less so worried about, like, James and Samantha and, like, what our situation is going to turn into. It's fine now. It's great now. Like, I love it. And we're such a great team. But my mind goes to like the what ifs and like what happens if it doesn't last? What if they want to move somewhere? What happens? And I know that we cross the bridge when we get there. But in my head, I'm already there. Um, and I don't know how to shut it off. So I just accept it.
mini confession. I still glue my shoes. I know I've said something similar to this before on this podcast, but I always felt like, I mean, ever since I met Tommy, we always had a way of communicating where we could say things and come to conclusions without really talking about them. And I felt like Tommy named his kid after me. And me naming my kid after him. It was just an unspoken agreement. And it's funny because me and, me and Amir would talk a lot about having kids and like how we would have kids. And Amir used to always say that he wanted a bunch of little, he would say a term in, in like Arabic. And I was like, what is that? What does it mean? He's like, he thought about it for a second. He'd be like, it would translate to something like do-overs. And I said, you want a bunch of do-overs? And he laughed and he said, uh, kind of. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what do you mean by that? He's like, <clears throat> well, I feel like, and Amir always said this. He said he feels like kids are like the second chance to get it right. And I understand it now so much more than what I understood in the moment where I was just kind of like, that's an interesting way to look at it. I didn't, I didn't look at it like that before. Um, but when I look, when I'm looking at Thomas, even the fact that he, his name is Thomas and the fact that, you know, Tommy's kid is Jameson, I'm like, wow, this is interesting. And it's funny because like, I look at, I look at like Tommy's Jameson, now my my Thomas, and I'm like, who? <laughs> oddly enough, not oddly enough, this is actually a very purposeful choice. Um, his middle name is Amara, um, which kind of means like I mean it has a lot of meanings, but the reason why I like it so much is because it means grace. And I thought about Amir even when I chose that name. I thought about Amir for a number of reasons, but because Amir used to always call his, the kids that he wanted, his do-overs. I felt like with Tommy, there was so much, so much pain and struggle and um, hurt that I wanted him to have. I wanted the name Thomas to be paired with something that just meant grace, second chance, or as many chances as it takes. I don't have any expectation for him to be anything like Tommy. I don't have, I don't even, I would not want that for him as much as I just wanted to honor him and what was so good and so great about him and do what I can to give him a better, a better life. And speaking of a better life, when I, <laughs> when I first moved to like the city and when I started, I was really, I was, I was fresh out of high school. Like I had finished like my online work. Um, and then I had left, I came to the city and then I would hang out in like this coffee shop all day. And I would, it was close to a college campus and I would watch the kids come and go. Um, they were my age. They were older than my age. 
Um, I was like, I was maybe a couple months into 18. And actually, I was probably like three months into 18, if not two. And um, actually, actually, no. I was, I had just turned 18, like 30 days before all this. Wow. It seemed like, it seemed like there was such a long time in between that time and, and when I moved, but no, I had like just turned 18 and my parents had moved, um, somewhere else. <laughs> my parents had moved somewhere else. Um, cause my mom got stationed somewhere else and they were like, you know, we have the house for a couple of months. Um, you can finish school. And I thought, oh, this is so cool at the time. And really I, I was, I was hoping like me and Tommy would anyway, um, I had the place to myself and then, you know, things went south with Tommy and then it became dangerous for me to stay there. Like legit when the stuff went down, like for the few days where like right before I left, like things got so bad. I was like, I would, I would, I would at night, I would sleep under my bed Mm -hmm. because I was afraid that people would, and I would make my bed. I would make my bed and I would sleep under my bed because I was afraid that somebody would break in in the nighttime and I had like all these booby traps set up and like all these noise making things set up just in case somebody did try to break. Anyway, that's not important. What I'm trying to get at is when I moved to the city, I was very young and I always, I was always envious of the kids that were going to college. And I don't know if envious is the right word, but no, definitely there's like, even now when I, like, I work with a lot of kids who are in college now, especially, um, well, yeah, I work with a lot of, um, kids that are like in college and like when I see them in their classes and they're complaining about, you know, finals and papers and stuff like that, I'm like, you have no idea, you have no idea how good you have it. Like, and I get like salty, honestly. And a thought occurred to me that I've been toying around with is like, I should go back to school because I was thinking about it. And this really got triggered with that, that whole Nate situation and like that whole sexual harassment thing. I was like, what if I lose this job at at the time? I was like, if I lose this job, F this job, I'm going somewhere else or I'll do whatever it is that I want to do. But now it's different. Now things are very different. And I'm like, I'm really thinking about like, I really, I really should go back to school. And I feel like, and you might have felt this way too, especially, I don't know. Now I feel so responsible for somebody else that I'm toying with the whole district manager idea and I'm toying with the whole school idea. And I'm trying in my mind to make sense of how would I even balance the two if I was to do, if I was to pick one or if I was to try to do both, is that even possible? And one day, one day I'm in um, Thomas's room with um, James. James is holding him. And I, I, I can't stress enough, like, how dope of a dad James is going to be. I mean, I consider James a part of, I consider him to be one of Thomas's parents. I don't see it as any different. I don't see him as any less of a parent than Samantha or myself. Um, anyway, he's sitting there and he's holding Thomas, who um, is just fake. He's just um, fed and he's holding him. And I go in there 
and I'm just making like small conversation and like he already knows like something's up and he's like are you nervous about um the job the district manager job and I was like yeah and he said hello like I'm a great resource like I know the job inside and out I've done it for many years reach out to me like I'm right here what do you what do you have questions about he's like basically he was saying like what are you tripping about and I said I don't know if I can do it he just rolls his eyes he's like I told you a million times you have no idea what you're capable of if I didn't think you could do that job I would tell you or at least I would try to get you ready to do it and he said and you're ready And I don't even know if it's that I am not ready to do the job. I just think it's a lot all at once. And we sit there and we talk. And it's funny, when we talk and we're going back and forth, it puts Thomas to sleep like almost every single time. He likes, I don't know, he likes our like commotion. And he's really active and um, he's really, you know, he he sets his own schedule. <laughs> he sets his own schedule. So like it's it's great that there's three of us that can be there and kind of like be there around the clock. So we put Thomas down for a nap. And James and I are sitting here talking about like careers and goals. And I tell him about school and everything. And we're sitting there, we're sitting. We're well, yeah, we're sitting um talking while Thomas is sleeping. Um he has this really nice carpet that we put in. Um, when we took, we converted James's home office to Thomas's room and it's really like fresh, like really plush carpet. And I love being in there just like barefoot and we're sitting there talking and James leans in and he kisses me and I kiss him back, of course. And we start going at it and he gets heavy and I'm like, oh no, 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 not in front of the kid not in front of I'm like he's watching he's like he's not gonna know and I'm like no I don't want to do that I don't want to do it here it's weird and we take off and we go into his shower James it's the James that I met well the James that I fucked prior to this when we first met when we even when me and him and Samantha first started messing around it's literally like making love to a different person. It's having sex with a different person. He's not the same. He's not the same at all. When I first got my hands on him, um, he was very submissive. He was very, um, he loved to be railed. Um, and I love to do it. And I don't know if it was the muscles or what it was, but he was so unbelievably tight and he could take so much of my length that I was like how is this even possible I always felt like in ways I was hurting him but he could take it and I think I th I don't know if this is actually true but I thought a lot of it was because he worked out so so regularly that everything was just like tight it was impossibly tight and now when we have sex like I will fuck him and he likes it but I like him to fuck me it feels amazing. And he's not submissive the way that he used to be. Like he used to like, <laughs> he used to like when I would like finger fuck his mouth and I would get like one finger in and he would suck on it, two fingers in and he would suck on it. And like, 
twirl his tongue in between my fingers and then eventually i would get like almost my my whole fist in his mouth and he would just like drool and yeah sorry if this is too much but it was it was really like he he loved all of that he liked to be tied up he liked to be spanked you know all of that stuff and we don't do any of that anymore he's never asked he just it's different and when he kisses me god he's so strong and we go over to a shower we don't even turn the water on we're in his shower and we fuck and we do it bare i start off fucking him a little bit and then like when i'm in there and i'm just like i work up to a nice rhythm and i think oh this is nice like he like pushes me off of him picks me up carries me to the other side of the shower and just like starts going at it and i was like and like this is this is like i don't know i don't i can't explain the difference but i like it i've always loved james's confidence i've always loved watching him like perform in public and like do his thing it was what was so attractive about him besides the fact that he's an incredibly gorgeous man it was the way he carried himself and now it's even more before all of that stopped in the bedroom and he was my my he was my baby and now it's like we're equals and if i'm being honest <laughs> i can't match his strength james pounds me out really good and when he comes inside me we're like sitting there locked together still in the shower and he's breathing and he tells me I came out to my mom and my dad and I was like you what and he was like I told them I told them about you and I said how did they take it and he laughed and he said they freaked out It'll take time or it won't. But they know now. And he pulls out of me. He turns on his side of the shower and waiting for the water to get hot. He's just talking to me and I'm standing out there. I'm standing here naked. And he starts to shower off. And he says, I don't need convention. A long time ago, I told you that I didn't know what I wanted. That I had no idea who I was and what I wanted. And he says, I know now. I'm a family man. And it might not be the most conventional family. But it's going to be an honest family. And then James tells me, after we, after we are both showering together, like, he's washing me and he's washing, like, my back and stuff. And it feels really good. And I'm starting to feel like hmm, this could be, this could be, I could see this actually being something. And he's just talking to me like, like we're just fully clothed, having a regular conversation out in public. And he says, you know, 
sometimes I forget how young you are. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, exactly what I said. You're still just a kid almost. And I said, I think I've kind of matured out of that, don't you think? And he says, nah. Maybe it's not age, but you haven't let it go. And I look at him and he looks at me and he says, Jordan. And I get really like hot and defensive. Um, I don't say anything, but I'm like, I feel so ashamed. I feel really ashamed. And I said, how did you know? And he says, I see the way he looks at you. You know what I think already, so I'm not going to say it. And I said, I shut it off. We're not doing that anymore. And he just looks at me. I was like, okay. He says, Jay, you know how I feel about you. I consider you a part of my family now. But I also know that you not being with us, not a problem at all, but I know you not being with us is not just because you love that Amir guy. You're not ready to let the old shit go. And he's right. James and I shopped together. Um, I think I've mentioned that before. Like, we'll shop for, like, stuff for the house together. Um, I haven't even been back to my apartment. I, I'll swing by there, like, every couple of days. This is... Whatever. I swing by there a couple, every other couple of days, and I, like, turn the faucets on, and I flush the toilets, and then I go over to um, James's house. James and Sam's house now. Um, and it's starting to feel, like... And I think it's really because Thomas is there. It feels like, it feels more home to me. When I need time away and I just need to be by myself, I'll go back to my apartment. But yeah, like me and James will shop together. I've always had a thing about Costco. Um, and I, I like it. It makes me feel big. It makes me feel big to, to shop with him. I know it sounds weird, but it, it does. It feels good. We always keep two different baskets. But we go down the aisles together. We're picking out stuff together. We load up in the same car and we go home. Um, a few days after, a few days after the conversation that James and I had in the showers. Things have been on the back of my mind and I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking about it. I said, you know, what? I'm just going to go over to the admissions office and get a course catalog. So I drive over to the um, <clears throat> university. I go over to the university and I go to the register's office and I say, I'm looking for a course catalog. And the lady who's working the um, the desk, she's an older lady, probably in like her 50s, maybe. Um, she's like, oh, all that stuff you can find online. And she was giving me like the website and everything. And I was like, um, actually, I, I really want a physical copy. I want to feel like the pages. 
And I felt dumb for saying that. And she looked at me and she smiled, like a knowing smile. And she says, one moment. And she goes and she gets one. And I see it's like plastic wrapped and it has like a, a tag on it, a price tag on it. And I pull out my wallet. She says, no, it's on the house. Few days go by and I don't even open the thing. I'm just like, almost afraid to. <laughs> um, and then finally I, I do, I open it and I go down into our basement at the, um, at the gym where the laundry room is. Um, I say the laundry room. It's the laundry room is most of the basement. It's large. It's, it's, um, we have several washers and dryers and, there's a long connecting hallway that goes over to like the folding stations and whatnot. And anyway, um, I'm in like, there's in the, in the hallway itself, there's like little, what do you call them? Alcoves, like little like sections where like there's tables and stuff and like people can sit when they want to sit or whatever. And I'm sitting in the basement at one of these tables and I'm just going through this catalog looking. And I finally stopped. at their communications and broadcasting section. And like, I'm looking at it. It's funny how much time has, had gone by without me even considering the things that I used to be, that I used to care about in high school. And I'm looking at it. I've always wanted to be in broadcasting. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you'd like to reach me, if you have feedback or anything like that, there's several ways you can reach out. And I check, I'm pretty good at checking everything. Um, but the best ways to do it are follow me at Twitter at, it's at, at call me Mr. Brooks. Um, the other way is through email at Mr. Mr. Dot Brooks confesses. I'll leave all this in the description box so you don't have to listen to me ramble because um, I might get it right. I might get it wrong me saying it, but I'll definitely double check it when I write it down. Um, the other thing is to, if you can and you haven't done so already, a five-star rating goes a long way to expand the family and invite more people into our community. Thank you again so much. If you can leave me a five-star rating and if you're enjoying the podcast, I would definitely love it. Have a great day. <laughs>